Hey everybody, it's finally here. It's the Matt Report WordPress Startup Challenge. Super, super excited to get this show out uh, into the world. It's been uh, a long time coming. It's been a, it was a great episode to have the judges come on and, and share their advice with these young early WordPress entrepreneurs and give a little bit of the inside scoop of what it takes uh, to actually run a successful WordPress business. And then kudos, of course, to the four contestants coming onto the show to kind of bear it all uh, and ask their questions and uh, present uh, their new WordPress companies. So we're doing something a little bit different in this episode, looking for a little donation, uh, at least five bucks uh, to throw my way for if you enjoy these episodes. Uh, but there'll also be a uh, name your own price. Uh, you know, if you if you can justify a little, a few more dollars, uh, I really do appreciate it. Uh, a lot of work, a lot of effort put in behind this. Uh, wasn't easy, and I am planning on doing some other episodes. As always, mattreport.com slash subscribe. Uh, join the mailing list, and you'll be the first to know when uh, this awesome stuff comes out. Before we begin, we're going to hear from our judges about what uh, they think young WordPress entrepreneurs should be doing uh, to prepare themselves for a show like this, for a pitch like this, going after investor dollars, that kind of thing. We're going to see the four contestants go. Uh, there's going to be a summary at the end of judges' thoughts on each individual uh, startup, each individual company. Um, then we'll have our winner chosen at the end. The reason I can say this is because this is something that I've been kind of working on uh, myself lately. Uh, is that you can talk all day long about details, uh, you know, you know, to do this or the other thing to kind of get your marketing established or you know get development set up or whatever. Um, I would say one critical thing though is to have something that drives you. Which I think a lot of startups don't do is think about the revenue model. You know, it's, it's always good to have something that's cool, but if that something cool is taking up a lot of your time and not, you know, making ends meet, then it's not a good business model. So just think about what's your end game. It's not like just low prices is not there. Our mine is cheaper than that person, but can you scale at that pricing? Can your business grow at that pricing? Really think about those things before you go forward. Um, I'd say make sure there's a market for what you're looking for. Uh, a lot of people see a need that they have, and so they build a tool based on that, but there's not a large enough market there. Uh, a lot of WordPress developers have built a lot of great tools for other WordPress developers, but they're not going to be able to sell them to them. So make sure there's uh, people willing to pay you money for it. And that's why spinning products out of uh, actual client projects often works out well, because there was someone willing to pay you to build that originally. So our first startup contestant, Ben Sibley from Support Dash. Ben, uh, welcome to the Startup Challenge. Thank you. Good to be here. Uh, so you know the rules. We talked about it before the show started. Uh, you have your chance to make your pitch to the panel of judges. The stage is yours. Okay. Hi, everyone. My name is Ben Sibley. I'm the co-founder of SupportDash.com. Now, WordPress is an incredible product. It powers over 60 million sites. Uh, its goal is to democratize web publishing. Uh, for that reason, it's made to be as easy to use as possible for as many people as possible. Uh, for that reason, a lot of people use it don't have any coding experience or very little technical experience. Many to most WordPress end users do. And the result is that WordPress theme and plugin developers, they get a lot of support requests. Uh, when you don't know how to do code and something goes wrong with your site, it's kind of like something going wrong with your car. You're not just going to tamper with the engine. You don't, you don't want to mess it up any further. You go straight to support. And that's what people do with WordPress products. They go straight to support. Now, here's kind of what that support experience goes like. Um, let's say you can't get your social media icons to show up in your nav bar. 
So you see uh, the name of your theme you're using that you bought, and you look up um, the developer's site. Then you find the support form, then you register, then you verify your email, then you log in, and then you're supposed to search. And you search for an answer about how to add social media icons to your site, but you don't find any answers because the answer is in a thread about how to add social media buttons. So you don't find it, you open it up, you say you can't add them, the developer, the first thing he says back is, well, what's your site URL? Then you respond, and now you're finally about to begin the support experience. As a developer, you've kind of already failed at that point because your customer's already spent a lot of time in way too many steps to get support. So with Support Dash, we have what we call a zero-step um, sign-up process. Let me show that to you now. So if you're trying to, let's say, add social media icons to your navbar, you're already on your site. So what we do is we help you put support in your customers' dashboards. So for my plugin, I made a plugin called WP Image Borders, and whenever someone activates it, they'll see the support menu, and if they click on WP Image Borders, they'll see any tickets that they have open right now. Um, there we go. And they can just click here to open up a new ticket. They don't have to sign up or anything. They can just enter in the question, put in some dummy data right now, and click Send Ticket. Now, as the developer, that ticket shows up right away. It's live. There's no refresh needed. And you'll notice if you click on it and you go back, unlike an email inbox, it stays bold. It stays at the top. Anyone who uses email for support, their biggest nightmares, they get distracted, and then they completely miss a ticket. So this way, it shows up. And because it integrates with WordPress, you have the name. And if they have a gravatar, you see that image there. So you can respond personally and say, hi, fake guy in this instance, or whatever their name is. And you also have a link to their site, which this is just to a local install that I have going. And you also have the browser and the browser version. So you never have to worry about them not including that stuff ever. You always know it. Now, I just want to show you how easy it is to add a product and show one more feature of Support Dash. Um, to add a product, you just go to Products, click Add New Plugin or Theme, you add the name, and you can also choose to require purchase verification. So if you use purchase codes on your own site, you can use our custom purchase API, or if you sell on ThemeForce the code, if you just put in your username and API key. Now everyone um, that zero sign up, uh, zero step sign up process just becomes one step. They just put in their purchase code to unlock support. They do that once, they have it forever on that site. After you add your product, you go to install. You just have to download and include the support file in your theme plugin folder. And then you copy and paste this, just these five lines of code, into your plugin's main file or your theme's function file, and change the path to support dash. After that, whenever anyone activates your or updates to your new theme or plugin, the support experience is instantly improved for them, and they can get support directly from in their site. We'll give you 30 more seconds. Well, that, that's it. That's support dash. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Very good. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to throw it right to you. Uh, what do you think? Support dash, the uh, in, built into your WordPress support system. There are certain certain things that I like. I think the ability to get the Chrome bar, like you know, the browser version and the site name is always good because you know that just saves you one extra email. The biggest thing I didn't see in there was how would a team work with it. For example, our support, you know, is is a team members. So how how does it compare with like a service like Help Scout or something like that, where team members can you know respond or you can assign it to a specific team member. Mm. So I didn't see that in support dash. Um, I I can see the pricing model on the site, which is um, $5 for 100 tickets a month. 
so I'm not I'm not sure like what what are your costs and that and how did you come up with that pricing and you know because you're you're mainly you know looking for tickets and that that's that's the only way to get up in prices you're not like selling exclusive features and that's so I'm just trying to understand what's the revenue model behind it awesome that's a good question hold on to that uh, answer uh, Eric let's let's jump right over to you support dash. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, it's a good idea. Um, anything that that can uh, kind of uh, make uh, WordPress support for, especially for premium products and everything, uh, you know, less frustrating for the customer is a, is a good thing for sure. Um, I, I was thinking the same thing that Syed said as far as like we use Help Scout and we have a team of uh, of uh, you know support team and uh, there's a lot of I know they've done a lot of refining as far as being able to. Uh, you know, assign uh, you know different tickets to different uh, team members, and being able to kind of um, make it seamless for the end user. So for them, they're seeing you know just kind of basic back and forth email. But for us, on our end, it's much more uh, refined and complex in a good way. Being able to kind of share stuff. Uh, I honestly, in that short, quick, uh, I know you you know he, I think he did a great job with the time he had. Uh, but it make because it's so short and quick, and because there's so much to it, and I'm instantly thinking about. How I would like integrate that with my themes and plugins and everything. It's hard to kind of get, but so in depth as far as you know nitpicking or whatever. Uh, but I would kind of more than anything, I guess, echo what Syed was saying as far as uh, you know how we. My my biggest question would be, you know, how how did you come up with the uh, the pricing model, and uh, and then you know uh, kind of what, what were your thoughts as far as making it uh, so that would be uh, something that you could um, you know kind of build off of. So awesome. And uh, Bill, your thoughts. Um, I, I thought it looked like a really cool product. Um, I personally avoid working in anything that involves a lot of support because I hate how difficult the support side is. And so by making it a little better, it might make me more interested to do that. Um, my biggest concern, and um, and since I don't do much support, I'd, those other guys have much better questions. Uh, but my concern would be um, in the back end, your integration, it seems sort of like site-wide uh, support rather than very specific to your plugin, and I'd be worried about how many support requests I'd get that wouldn't be related to the plugin. It seems like you're making it so easy to provide support that I get questions of how do I upload my logo, even though that's nothing my plugin does. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, this is good, some good feedback there. Uh, well, tremendous uh, first presentation and, and some great feedback by the, by the judges. Um, I guess some of the things I didn't hear too is uh, revenue model and uh, you know your thoughts on projections on you know making money with the business and, and onboarding customers. Okay, uh, thanks for all the feedback, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, so first off, for the team, we allow unlimited team members, and you can add them by email under the settings panel. So you can add a whole team. There's not any sophisticated options for assigning tickets yet, but you can collaborate um, with your whole team right now on Support Dash. For the revenue, the reason why we originally chose that, um, the $5 there, is because we know that a lot of our customers are on ThemeForest and Code Canyon, and Tixi was pretty popular among them, and they started at a $5 um, per month per agent. So we thought our lowest tier, we'd want to do a freemium version, and then start at 5 bucks to make it manageable. Um, so to make it clear, up to 30 a month is free, and 30 to 100 is $5 a month, and then it's another 550 each month. And we, from... Talking, we did a lot of customer interviews um, from with WordPress developers before launching. The ticket range was decided kind of on uh, an average amount of takes they got. So someone getting under 30 can try it out, and they probably aren't selling a whole lot. But um, the revenue models is based on the value we provide. 
So you're never paying more without getting more value. You get value every time you answer a ticket, and so the more you pay, you're also going to be getting more value from it each month as you use it for more tickets. Okay, so I'm Angie with yourcrimesite.com. Your crime site is a niche um, turnkey vertical that solves crimes at the intersection of publishing, social, and search. And how we do that. Um, uh, your crime site is in itself, I mean, we're all familiar with WordPress, so if I tell you that we, we sell websites, you're going to say, oh, that's kind of boring. Let me give an example of how we do that. Um, two years ago, the Attorney General in Ohio said to us, can we use the search terms generated by your websites in conjunction with some of our own secret investigative work and some of the anonymous tips that have been submitted to your Crime Stopper program that owns this website that is a, a client of yours um, and sort of triangulate these three things. So they took just the search data that's totally anonymous and the anonymous tip and their own investigative work and somehow using those two, those three things solved a multi-million dollar gold heist. Now the search terms to us look totally benign. The anonymous tip to the Crime Stoppers program has nothing to do with the search term. It, it doesn't make any sense to the Crime Stoppers program. And the investigative work is unknown to me, of course. The three things are totally separate. But together, they solve crimes. And so what we want to do is get our websites in the hands of as many Crime Stoppers programs so that that search data is um, increased. You know, to us as marketers, and WordPress publishers, it's all it's all very commonplace to say, oh, publish crimes, get it out there to as you know, publish an article, get it out there to as many people as possible, find the search terms and you know, where is the lead coming from and all of this that's all commonplace, but to the crime stoppers and law enforcement it's not. That's all very new information to them. And so that's what we do. We charge forty nine dollars a month for it or for two hundred dollars a month. We'll just post your crimes for you. You just email us your crime and we'll post it for you. And for $399 a month and then a discount on the individuals, we'll set up your association of Crime Stopper programs with a website. So across the country, Five seconds. there are associations and we'll set them up on their own little network. Awesome, awesome. Uh, yeah, I'll have to be honest here. I don't have that much feedback for this. Uh, I think I think it's... For me, it's way out in left field. Uh, I don't, I don't uh, have much experience, or even, I just don't have much to say. But I, I at the same time, I could, uh, I could potentially see this being a very strong, like niche product. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm not, I'm not at all saying that it doesn't potentially, ha you know, have potential or whatever. I just not something that I'd be able to give much uh, feedback with. So I had. Uh, I'm in the same boat because I haven't worked in this in this kind of niche. I am trying to still understand the target audience. Is it like a nonprofit organization or is it actually a government organization? Um, so the Crime Stoppers programs themselves are independent nonprofits. So they're okay. not police organizations, but they typically okay. have a police officer on staff. Okay. So they're nonprofits. But the thing about them is that they don't typically um, operate, they don't remember that they're nonprofits, so they don't remember that they need event registration on their website, that they need to sell products on their website. So they're typically okay. piecing together all of these things from separate places as to where our websites give them all of that. 
so, the ability to publish crimes, integrate with social right. event registration, all of that. Okay, so for three hundred dollars a month, uh, like I'm, I'm assuming that you like I don't know how, what's the total number of organizations there are in the Crime Stoppers in the states, and how you're reaching out to them. Uh, if there's like thousands, then I'm assuming this is a good model if you can get all of them on board. Right. Uh, so there are, yeah, there are a thousand board with his websites that haven't changed at all since about 1990. They don't even generate individual permalinks for their crimes. Okay. So. So um, well, Bill, I, yeah. Bill, did you were you in the chat enough to uh, hear some of it? Um, I not enough. I'm not. I'm piecing together what it was based on the questions. So sure. um, I don't have any comments, but. Uh, it sounds like you're offering a niche product to a small community, and as long as the community has enough money to pay and the numbers work out right, then it sounds interesting. Sure. Uh, so I'll give my feedback real quick. Uh, so you're actually not the only uh, crime-based uh, uh, startup that actually applied to the challenge. There are two others in there, uh, and hopefully we'll see those if we get into uh, the further rounds. The I think the pitch uh, would definitely ring true a little bit more if if the if you had the definite, like, we solved this crime or this person's dog was found, you know, yeah. on the really basic level all the way to, like, the multi-million dollar level that you, that you use as an example. Um, is it safe to say that the product is still an MVP, like a minimal viable product, or are you actually generating some revenue off of it? Yeah, I mean, we have right now about $5,800 in sales a year, which, but we don't do any marketing. I mean, we've done nothing probably mm -hmm. in a year to reach out to any customers, so... Yeah, um, I, I definitely. I, I think the model. I think the 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 business is definitely a, a tremendous business to be in, especially with like all this NSA stuff and data and who's tracking what and 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 just being able to use that data, I guess for good, for lack of a better term, where your neighborhood can can capture this data and review this data and be safe. Eric, if uh, the business was uh, mining social graph for crime, invest yes or no. Uh, I personally wouldn't just because, like I said, I don't I don't know enough about the uh, industry or whatever to uh, make a good business decision on that. But that doesn't you know that doesn't mean it isn't a potential good business idea. Sad. Uh, again, same thing as Eric said. I have no idea in, about this industry. I probably don't want to dive in because I would be going in blindfolded. Mm. Um, so yeah, and and again, there's also no numbers. So this is right now. It's like a concept. There's, there, there's aren't very solid numbers for me to invest in. But again, not, not saying it's a bad idea. It could be good. I just don't understand it. Bill, if you could call the cops on your neighbors. Yes, no. <laughs> um, I wouldn't invest in the business, but I'd be interested in seeing it um, actually show up. I'd love to see it in my neighborhood. Awesome. Yeah, I, I do like. I do enjoy the uh, concept. I know there's a the local uh, community crime Facebook page in my neck of the woods is super popular, and you know I'd love to see something like this kind of. Uh, blow up a little bit more and something more open source into the hands of folks uh, like us. Uh, so Angie, thanks a lot. Yep. Whoa. There you I'm go. allowed to talk now? You are allowed okay. to talk. Dan from uh, WP Curve. Okay, hi everyone. So I've been involved in building websites for about seven years for small business owners. Back when I started, it was just a case of putting together a site in Dreamweaver and uploading it and the business owner could pretty much do nothing and most of the web developer's job was you know, changing text on sites that clients emailed you. And 
I actually started building CMS sites before clients even knew they were CMS sites. I would build them with something like WordPress because it was easier for me to do that and clients had no interest in updating their sites themselves. Um, but I just built it on WordPress anyway and just not even tell them. Um, obviously that's all changed now which is great but we're not quite at the stage yet where business owners can do everything themselves. Most business owners can do maybe 90% themselves. They can write a blog post, they can upload an image. Um, some of them can install a theme, a plugin, but there's at least 10% of the work required to run a decent website for any small business owner that the business owner is not capable of doing. There are essentially uh, two options for these people. One is to go to their agency and that model really revolves around big upfront projects and doesn't really do the recurring support stuff very well. Um, and we've already had uh, you know, a startup around the support space. I wouldn't be surprised if there's more. There's a lot of people working on this because it's a big problem. Um, the other option, I guess, is for people to go to a marketplace and that's good if you want something cheap and every entrepreneur I know has got a horror story from a marketplace. So WP Curve sort of comes in in between with an offer of unlimited WordPress small fixes 24-7 for $69 a month and we have a team uh, in four, four different countries and we started four months ago and we're focused on two things. We're focused on growing the number of customers we've got and we're focused on making sure our customers love us. So on the customer satisfaction front, we recently did a survey and asked our customers whether they were likely to recommend us and 25% of them said they were very likely to recommend us and the other 75% already have recommended us. And on the growth front, we launched in July, we had our first customer on day one. We had 10 recurring customers after one week. We were profitable, technically profitable after 23 days and we're up to, I think we're up to about 50 customers, 50 recurring customers now after three and a bit months and we're growing at about 20% per month. We partnered with a bunch of other communities to drive customers to our site so we're doing content partnerships where we go out um, and write content for other audiences so we're really targeting specific audiences for this and um, that combined with our affiliate program is sending a whole bunch of new leads and we've sought feedback from a bunch of people like Noah Kagan, Heaton Shaw, Charlie Hone, James Shramko and people like that to try and work out how to promote this company and um, we're continuing to grow and that's, that's it, WP Curve. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Bill, I'll give it to you first. WP uh, yeah, Curve, no, I, uh, support uh, for WordPress. It's, there's definitely a need in the market and there's a lot of people in there trying to solve it. Um, as a WordPress developer who likes folks on the big projects, I definitely need a service like this that I can recommend. Um, right now there's like Tweaky and Codable, but too much hunting for the client and the client would really like just to know they get a good service. They, they pay their monthly bill and they got it. The thing that worries me is anytime I hear unlimited, I know that the, the people who will take advantage of that will come out. Um, I found with, when I was doing support that there are the people who will just take advantage of whatever you're trying to do and so have limits in there and um, make sure you have the ability to fire the clients that just aren't a good fit or just don't really work with your service. Hmm. Um, but yeah, What's it going to take for uh, a product like this to get the Bill Erickson stamp of approval? You have a very high standard yourself, you're very revered in the community, what's it going to take? Um, well, I'd have to try it out myself and try it out with a few of my clients because I do have a few clients who, who I provide this to just because I've been doing it for so long and I would love to get out of it because it's not profitable for me at all. Um, but uh, 
I, I would love to be able, and, and see my problem is because uh, I try and find more junior developers that can provide high quality that do this service, but um, after about three to six months of getting leads, they are fully booked up, and so I haven't been able to find someone that does it ongoing. And so a service like this that keeps those people employed would uh, would be a, a good fit, so I would definitely be interested, and I'll be checking it out later tonight. But um, yeah, I, I'd say just making sure that you're, you're making enough given the type of work that's coming in and you have a way to limit the people who are just there to take advantage of you. What happens if, yeah, someone charges, pays her $69 a month and just hammers you with thousands of requests to basically build their site? Um, but other than that, make sure you're able to, to service the clients well and, and make a good amount of money in it. Awesome. Uh, before I go to Eric, one of the things I saw missing from sort of the pitch was, I, of course, I know what WP Curve is um, prior to, but I, I didn't really hear that quick elevator pitch, like, here's what we do, boom, boom, um, you know, support WordPress website, support, uh, you know, end users, business customers, that kind of thing. Eric, did you know right away what WP Curve was? Um, yeah, uh, maybe a little more vaguely than I wanted to. So, yeah, I could have had a little more specific. I think one of the things that I thought about was, is this specifically for the end user 100% or, or are there some kinds of, you know, uh, bundled packages that you are, would pro provide for developers or anything like that? Uh, but one of my, um, I guess to add to what Bill was saying, um, not only do you want to um, have some limitations uh, as far as uh, the amount of, you know, support that you can provide, but I'm curious, do you guys uh, have a, draw a clear line or distinction between, uh, product support uh, in, in terms of like the product of WordPress, the platform, whatever, versus, you know, hey, can you help me design my website for me? Mm. Save yeah. that question. Save that answer. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, just say, okay, so to, that's a question I would pose to, to say one of the things that we really try to do is, is really define that line because otherwise, um, obviously, that can be the biggest time suck. Uh, and I think also you can use it as a way to connect with uh, actual developers and web designers uh, to really kind of uh, you know uh, sh you know share that business uh, and also I think ultimately make the customer happier because if they're paying for really good work they're going to be happier than getting frustrated responses that kind of halfway give them what they want. So awesome, Syed. Uh, yeah. So just to echo along, I think this is a great concept. I think there's a need for it and anybody who can solve it would be, you know, doing would be doing a great service to the community in, in general. Because I, I firsthand know the problems that beginners have or business owners have. I was just like, you know, browsing through the site and I, I've come across WP Curve in the past. And I one of my things was the sixty nine dollar plan is just a support plan. It does not get any backups and does not get any of the monitoring, correct? And so that that's that's something you know I find that customers might have a hard time paying for, so they they're gonna have to go up to a ninety nine dollar plan, and at that point they're like should we just pay, uh, uh you know like a non WordPressy CMS you know that that there's agency sites that are charging you thirty five forty dollars a month, and I'm talking about small businesses that don't know WordPress, all they care about is just the website, not WordPress at all. So overall, I think there's there, this product is great for um, bloggers or you know people who are trying to become I guess celebrities or online you know leaders, thought leaders to you know offshore this off instead of having a, their own VA. I think that would be my take. Awesome. Uh, so you know, sort of the things we're hearing is where do you draw the line? Uh, you know, nine hundred and sixty dollars, just under a thousand bucks a year for 
uh, somebody to so to to buy into the program is is that enough or is that too much that kind of thing uh, your thoughts uh, Dan and your one minute rebuttal okay so I'm going to go back in reverse order so Syed the sixty nine dollar plan is actually unlimited fixes it's not it's not support um, well it's support in that anytime they ask us to do a small fix then we'll do it um, and and that could include backups and maintenance and security scans but it puts the onus back on the business owners to be more organized and tell us when they want us to update things. The $99 plan is all of that, plus it's also proactive fixes. So when WordPress new versions come out, or plugins get upgraded, we'll manually check their site and make sure they're upgraded. So the $69 plan is for people who are really organized, but they still get unlimited small fixes. And the $99 plan is for people who just don't want to even know that WordPress ever gets updated and just let us look after the whole thing. Um, so uh, Eric's question, do you distinguish between design? We don't do design, um, but there's probably two things about this model that people didn't understand before we started, which was it naturally sort of limits itself in that because we only do small fixes, people don't even request new site designs because they know it's not a small fix. And um, it kind of naturally limits the amount of jobs that you can do because people only have a certain amount of small fixes each month. Um, the other thing is the recurring model does a good job of qualifying people. So, so far we haven't had any of those types of customers, which I was sort of trying to talk about before, which is when you have a really cheap business for, for one-off jobs, you end up getting these types of customers who you have no relationship or no rapport with. You, they're hard to get feedback from um, and they're really demanding. And our customers aren't like that because they know they're in for a long-term relationship. Uh, and then the question on the unlimited, um, so far it hasn't happened, but if people get up to about 10 fixes per month, then we either tell them they're being unreasonable or we boot them off or um, we deal with it some other way. But we've got a little qualifier in there that says it's unlimited but reasonable use. And again, because it's small fixes, it's unlikely that someone's going to have it's, – it's per website too, so it's unlikely that someone's going to have lots and lots of small fixes from one website. Awesome. How do you technically describe small fix? I could see that being an issue. A client thinks it's a small fix, but you're – okay. So it's based on the time usage for the developer. Yep. Okay. We're going to go to, last but not least, Jonathan Kay, who after hearing all the support stuff has now quietly launched a luxury line of WordPress support where they will actually fly out to your destination for $5,000 a month uh, to walk you through your WordPress installation. I'm just kidding. Jonathan, you are from WP Stagecoach. Welcome to the program. Great. Thanks for having me on. Uh, so your two, two and a half minutes of pitch uh, is ready to begin. Okay, well, um, as Matt said, I'm Jonathan Kay, and I'm developing WP Stagecoach. Um, and WP Stagecoach is basically, um, it makes it easy to create staging sites for WordPress. One of the biggest complaints in the WordPress world is how hard it is to create staging site for WordPress. Um, but now with WP Stagecoach, uh, it's a single click. You have a staging site, uh, you make your changes on the staging site, you push a single click again, and you re-import those back into your live site. And I'm going to try and do a demo here. Um, hopefully this is going to work. Clicking, clicking. Can we see this? Yep. Okay, so we have our site here, and go to the dashboard, WP Stagecoach, and it does a lot of stuff for you. I've done a little bit of background, um, but you push, ride the staging coach, 
and it goes and makes a staging site for you and gives you the SFTP and FTP information in a secure iframe. And you go to the staging site, and it is there. This is hosted on my servers. And you can log in. We can make some changes here. Let's uh, change the theme. Let's go with 2013. And if we look at the staging site. We're now in staging uh, 2013. We go back to the live site and check for changes. It's going to find some changes here. I'm going to import all these changes. It's thinking about it. And now we go back to the live site, and we're in 2013. I can go on and on, but that's in a nutshell. Tremendous. Um, tr pricing model, uh, do you have customers now? That's my biggest question. <laughs> sure. All right, so let's before we get to that, um, I think it's a tremendous idea. Uh, I think the pitch uh, is good, um, but definitely the thing when you're pitching a, 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 a cast of investors, um, definitely hitting some of the some of the numbers. Like I'd interview folks like Bill and say, "How many sites do you build uh, every month?" Uh, and getting those numbers, that kind of thing, and use those examples to kind of inflate and, and, and really grow the pitch. We run a WordPress WordPress uh, theming. Uh, house and so this is something I started building I'm a sysadmin by trade and yep. something I started building to support our in-house needs and there's enough interest in you know other people that I developed a WP stage approach to make those things I've developed in-house uh, more accessible very cool uh, so I will give it to you first uh, WP stagecoach so um, again, uh, aside from the pricing things, I think the concept is cool because you know right now there's no real good solution for staging as, unless you're using WP Engine or um, one of another man managed hosting providers. So um, overall, the concept is good. I I still need to see a little bit of more on technical end and what it is doing, like how is it pulling the data, right? Um, is, is it just using FTP or is it, what 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 type of trans transition that's happening? So that that would be one of my questions. Again, also like I need to know how is this being priced out because you're really going after a developer market, and so yeah. So those those would be the things that I I would be concerned of. Eric. Um. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is is just trying to get an idea. Uh. It's it's a good idea. Um. But without without any real kind of uh. I understand, you know, because I can tell, you know, this is really new, and this is something that you're just kind of in the very, you know, early stages of. Um, have you, have you, uh, my, I guess the question I would pose would, you know, do you have any kind of rough idea of how you're trying to price this, um, and uh, any kind of, you know, model that you're trying to, you know, kind of build it off of? That would be uh, the foundation I would kind of need to understand. Okay, and Bill. Um, it, it's definitely a useful feature, but my worry is that it's a feature, not a business. WP Engine has it, Synthesis is about to launch it, um, and I think as more and more managed host pops up, it's going to become a requirement because it sort of becomes synonymous with what a managed host is. And user doesn't know, but I know they have this staging feature. And so my worry would be um, the type of person who would use this, um, if they're going to be paying for this feature, why wouldn't they already pay for a WordPress host that provides it? Hmm. Interesting question. 
All right, Jonathan, we'll give you the one-minute rebuttal round to answer these questions. Go for it. Okay, well, I'll go in reverse order. Uh, Bill, uh, why not use a managed hosting? Um, this is designed to work on any hosting environment. Um, so, you know, WordPress Engine, WP Engine is great, um, but a lot of our clients don't want to host there. Um, this will work on anything. Um, Eric, I'm looking at kind of the thoughts we've had are um, basically a short-term uh, setup for a certain amount of money. You buy a ticket, and the ticket is, you know, you create the site from the ticket, and the site is good for a week or two weeks or something like that. Um, I don't know how much to charge for that, and that's my big question. Um, but for Saeed, how it works under the hood, um, it's a little bit of magic, um, a little bit of sysadminery, and um, I've built basically an entire infrastructure on the backside, on my servers, where uh, the, the plugin pushes uh, key files to my servers. I create the database, um, the recreate database for the new uh, staging site name, and do some kind of technical things. I, I can go into more. Give detail. away the secret sauce. You don't have okay. to. Give away the yeah, secret. yeah. Can, can I just ask one follow-up question? Is it okay? Is it easy to revert back? Yeah, single click. Okay. Um, you know, okay. And, All right. and one more technical question. Uh, are you able to, um, to set up staging for content or code changes only, or does it deploy everything? So if I'm making code changes and there's new content created on the site, what happens then? Good question. You, I didn't quite hear your question. Can you repeat that? Oh, uh, can you deploy uh, from staging just code changes or just database changes? So. For instance, if I'm changing my theme and then new comments are posted on my site, I wouldn't want to lose all the new content. No, no you won't do that. Um, basically, what I do is I record all of the changes you make on the staging site, like each database change you make on the staging site, and then re-import those specific changes back to the live site. Would you invest in this kind of company? Uh, personally, I probably wouldn't because, like I said, I, I see all the managed hosts setting this up. I know two have it already. and um, uh, and I find most users who want that will go there. But I definitely see the value in the developer who's doing work for a lot of small sites. And uh, I, I see their value there, but I, I don't know if I'd be invested. Eric? Yeah, again, I, I agree. Um, I, w I probably wouldn't, uh, but, uh, you know, I know there's Syeds out there that, that uh, probably would. So uh, I think it's a good idea. I personally probably wouldn't. Syed, did you already send the uh, term sheet over? Um, no, I haven't, but I would most definitely be interested in investing in it just because I can see there's potential into the plugin and not just potential with, with you know, like developers. Uh, as Angie's been like yelling in the chat, is that <laughs> Angie's you, your you biggest can, fan. You, you, you can license this out to, um, you know, other hosting companies. For, for example, like the Bluehost or the Dreamhost that, that have DreamPress, which is not entirely like a managed solution, but it's somewhat and they can perhaps recommend it with Bluehost coming out with Mojo Marketplace and if they, if they can do some sort of orientation then you know that that's worth it and also uh, if, we, if you can do it on a content end as well is where you, you're writing content on the staging end and then pushing it out on the live end so you're never really giving the authors access to the live site they're always writing on the staging and you're pushing it with one click deployment that will be an, another you know way of going and looking at it because you already have it and the database changes so you can easily do that so um, yeah I'll be interested in investing in it
Well, here's what we're going to do now. We're going to, I'm going to let the contestants reintroduce themselves. While I do that, the three judges will pick their number one and number two company that they want to invest in. Okay? Starting all the way in alphabetical order, we're going to go with Angie. Angie, uh, who are you and what do you do? One more time. I'm Angie Maker with your crime site, and we solve crimes. Ben. I'm Ben Sibley, co-founder of Support Dash. You can find us at supportdash.com and on Twitter at supportdash. Dan. I'm Dan Norris from WP Curve. We provide 24-7 live access to a WordPress developer for unlimited small fixes for $69 a month. And Jonathan. Jonathan Kay, I'm with uh, WP Stagecoach, and WP Stagecoach makes it easy to create staging sites for WordPress. And also, um, I, I don't think there's, there's a need for yet another support management tool. Um, I would love their folks to be on integrating uh, a, a WordPress layer on top of the existing um, high-quality support tools. Uh, one of the things that I didn't understand about that concept was the revenue model. I didn't really see it scaling at such low prices, and I'd, I'm not sure how well that would have gone if they have like thousands of users or hundreds of thousands of users in terms of server cost, in terms of support cost, in terms of man hours that needs to be put in there. I just, I'm not sure if that would be a good sustainable business model. There. I just didn't understand enough about the product because it's an industry that I'm not very involved in. So the, I just couldn't add any type of valuable feedback. It's not really a WordPress startup. I think it's a startup in a nonprofit. It seemed like a, a good idea. It seemed like it had potential. Um, I think one of the things that I kind of learned in that experience was uh, that um, if you're going to present something that is very kind of niche oriented, something very specific like that, you really need to present it to a group who has expertise in that area. Um, and it wasn't, it was nothing against her or her idea. It was just, I think it was the wrong audience to present it to. She's identified an area where there is a need. I think uh, the way she's going about it will result, it's not going to be very scalable if she's doing all the work. So. Find some ways to automate some of it, maybe get them to provide some more information. Maybe uh, it, it seems like it, it wasn't going to be growing as fast as you'd like for the amount of mon uh, money and time you're putting into it. And I think he presented that and he didn't, that was exactly, he presented a kind of a gray area and it, and it immediately brought concern for us because we're thinking, like you said, you know, uh, you know, can you help me configure BB Press for my entire website, you know, or whatever, and uh, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so it kind of brought a concern to us, and I never I felt like he completely clarified that to where you know it squashed that concern. So that was the only concern. But otherwise, I think he did a really good job. I would love to see more focus on the financials in the pitch. We we sort of had to uh, pull out of him the technical details of how many changes they're allowed to do to try and get an idea of, of how they're they're pricing this. So some some information that would be useful like would be uh, the average cost of a customer so what is what are you planning to earn for each customer how much does it cost you to acquire a customer especially if you're using an affiliate because if you're spending six months of your income acquiring those customers and they want to stick around for five months you're not going to be doing very well we're still looking for somebody to really stand out and say okay you know this is the go-to service for wordpress support i think it's really cool except that they have the unlimited thing but then they say they don't really have the unlimited thing so that, that, that is something that I would say, you know, is unclear. That was one of those products where I think, you know, you either get it because you, you yourself have wanted that kind of thing, um, or you just, or you probably don't get it because it's not something you're really concerned with. I think, uh, I think it's a great product idea. My, I would say my only critique would be because he was, um, 
uh, was kind of uh, in its infancy, hadn't been something he had implemented, um, I think he maybe could have done a little better job of providing some uh, uh, some insight into his kind of um, what he what his goals were business-wide. I like the idea. Um, staging has become really important. Uh, a lot of my clients, I actually had a client this week who we had to move off of WP Engine and their biggest now they're not going to lose their uh, their state about this product. So I, I do see there's there's a need out there. Um, my worry is that uh, many of the managed managed hosts are building these features in. WP Engine has it already, and the others are, are catching up because it's one of the most demanded features. He didn't have a business model around it. It was just like a really cool idea. So it was. I, I don't know what to say about it because I have no idea what he wants to do. It's just an, it's just a cool idea at that point. Once he goes outside of the cool idea stage, depending on which way he wants to go, on how he wants to make it a real business, then I would I could potentially give him more advice on terms of marketing, maybe even open up some doors and connections to say, okay, you know, here, meet my friend, he knows that person, or meet, meet this person, he knows so-and-so, and would be able to help you out. But I think that was by far one of my favorite plugins that I think I could potentially see myself using because I'm not using a managed hosting right now. Awesome, awesome stuff. So once I get my soundboard integrated into all this, I'm going to play all kinds of music and trumpets and horns and stuff to get to the final uh, lightning round. But uh, who should I give the pressure to first? I'll give the pressure to Bill because he's just so dark and eerie and ominous right now. <laughs> it went from bright to now you can kind of see his demeanor. Uh, Bill, who do you, uh, who's your number one and number two? Uh, my number one was WP Cycle, and my number two is uh, WP Stagecoach. Nice, very nice. Eric? Uh, my number one would be uh, num uh, WP Curve, and then uh, number two uh, would be WP Stagecoach. I meant WP Curve when I said Cycle. We knew what you meant, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did, what did, I thought you said WP. He said WP Cycle. He was, he was thinking about uh, Nathan's uh, plugin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, so I had, um, I would invest in WP Stagecoach first and WP Curve second, but not because WP Curve is a bad business model. It's just because there's more competition for it, and WP Stagecoach is, you know, kind of I would say the new kid or the revolutionary one out there right now. Um, my favorite was uh, WP Curve. They uh, they had sort of a, a nice little model where uh, you can get sort of a, a monthly retainer to get small fixes done to your site. And I think they've found a way to, uh, to to target a market that's being underserved because um, a lot of developers focus on the high end, which makes sense. Um, and the lower down in the, the price spectrum you get, the, uh, the more communication overhead there is, and so less money can be made there. Um, but there's a lot of need there, and, and a lot of people contact me needing a service just like that. My favorite startup was WP Stagecoach because I think it has a lot of potential. They, there's no, nobody else is doing it aside from managed hosting, so this is a great option for anybody else, really. And there's a good licensing opportunity that, or collaborative deals that they can work out with other hosting companies that are not managed hosting or some of the maybe smaller managed hosting companies that don't have that staging functionality they can potentially use this and, or the similar technology. They, they could, there's a lot of potential to grow there. I would say I had two favorites, um, but uh, one kind of one out. The, the two favorites were the two support guys. Um, uh, one uh, the, was a WP Curve that was kind of had the more established 
business model where he had, I think the reason he was kind of my favorite was because number one, he was addressing a huge issue, which is WordPress support. But he, he already, he brought to the table, um, uh, you know, real numbers that actually he could, you know, he could confirm as far as sales and community members and things like that. Tremendous, tremendous. Awesome stuff. Uh, I think uh, overall great panel, great discussion, great pitches from everybody. Awesome to see uh, the stuff that people uh, are coming out with. Um, like I said, when I, when I launched this idea now, since it's been actually broadcasted a little bit more, I've got almost 50 people who have uh, submitted. Uh, so hopefully if this show goes off and people are uh, super happy with it, super excited, and folks find this useful, we're going to keep it going. Um, so yeah, everybody, thanks for joining uh, the Report WordPress Startup Challenge. What a freaking name. I'm going to work on that, I think. But, uh, <laughs> um, but Mariport.com, Mariport.com, slash subscribe, join the mailing list. To the judges, I thank you for spending nearly over, actually, an hour uh, of time and giving your awesome advice to these folks. Bill, where can folks find you on the web to say thanks? Uh, BillErickson.net and Twitter at BillErickson. Eric? Uh, CobaltApps.com and at EricCam. And Syed? You can find me on WPBeginner.com or at WPBeginner on Twitter. Awesome, awesome stuff, everybody. Thanks for joining the program. hope everybody uh, enjoyed it. The WordPress Startup Challenge was really cool. I got to see, you know, this is the first stage, and I think it's, it will be an interesting development as we have more new startups coming out and getting advice from, you know, different judges or the same judges depending on their particular niche. And I think it's a great learning experience for newcomers or people who are just starting out so they can understand and learn from experience. And that's the best advice I can give. Learn to learn from experience. Uh, I, I thought it was good. Uh, I thought it was kind of a fresh take on uh, kind of interacting with uh, the WordPress community, but doing it in a kind of an organized way where you have on the one side, you know, the people that have kind of are a little more seasoned in what they're doing and then kind of the noobs uh, coming in uh, and kind of uh, getting some insight and everything. Uh, so, yeah. No, I thought it was really good. I thought it was great. Um, I, I think it's great to see uh, WordPress businesses displayed this way. Um, taking a look at it as an actual business approach, a lot of people see all these WordPress startups as sort of a, a fun thing to do on the side, but um, helping people realize that there are businesses behind these and people who are starting their livelihoods behind WordPress and, mm. and have the community to help them out with that. So how about that WP Curve taking it? Uh, you know, as the top pick of the group uh, with WP Stagecoach right behind uh, to carry in uh, the second spot. A tremendous effort by everybody, uh, by the judges, by the uh, contestants. Great time all around. If you want to stay in the loop with all this stuff, mattreport.com slash subscribe. Till next time, everybody.